0: Welcome to Beyond the Book. In this episode, we'll talk about success strategies and how they're designed by triumphant people often lead to amazing accomplishments. I'm Mike Calandrillo, guiding you to the essential elements that routinely show up in the lives of successful individuals. And my next guest is here to help you accomplish your objectives in a more timely and efficient manner. Stacey O'Byrne is an international speaker, master NLP certified trainer, best-selling author, host of the Sell Without Selling podcast, serial entrepreneur, and a U.S. Army veteran. Stacey, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Mike, thanks so much for having me here today. Now, you've got an extremely interesting story that compelled you to co-author the Golden Rules of Success. Can you just tell us a little bit about your background and what you're currently doing to help your clients?
1: Oh, absolutely. Thanks for asking. So I, uh, I did what I was supposed to do. I went to school, got a great education. I jokingly tell people I got my BS and BM, and it really was a bunch of BS because it really told me nothing about business. I uh, climbed the corporate ladder really quick and found myself gainfully unemployed after 9-11. I jokingly told people that I got paid a dollar mile plus commission, traveled about 200,000 miles a year, on a bad year I made about three hundred thousand, on a good year I made about half a million. So when you lose that kind of money, you really kind of wake up and don't know what you want to do with yourself. And, you know, right after nine eleven and all the industries taking the hits they were taking, I really didn't know what direction to go. I was really good at sales, really good at leadership, really good at communication, nothing to sell, no one to talk to and no one to lead. So I didn't know what to do and I jumped off the cliff and I became a reluctant entrepreneur. I ended up aligning with a distressed business owner who owned a printing company, really good at printing, really bad at business. And, you know, like most entrepreneurs out there, they're good at their trade. And uh, we took the company from distressed, almost bankrupt, about $185,000 a year to in about a year and a half, we were doing about $1.2 million. And we did that 100% off word of mouth marketing. I've been studying human behavior and sales and communication and leadership for well over 20 years. I'm an NLP master trainer. And through that, it helped me be able to move people through their decision-making process. I crushed my hand with a 300-pound box, and I needed seven surgeries to rebuild it. And through the course of rebuilding it, uh, my business partner, let's just say, showed up the way he best showed up and hand-bezzled everything from me and left me with 16 cents in the bank. Wow. Yeah, not only did he do that, but he sued me the next day. (laughs) And our legal system, first strike clouds the water and second strike smoke and mirrors. So he sued me to make my lawsuit look fraudulent. So I spent the next four and a half years in in court defending myself from being embezzled on. And, you know, I ended up being pushed into bankruptcy and uh, really had to pull myself out of it. Having the lifestyle and the bills of a millionaire and the income of a pauper. I had to figure out what to do really quick. So within two and a half, three months, I started making twenty and $30,000 a month doing direct sales. The direct sales company that I had aligned with went out of business. And now I had a bunch of people keep coming up to me, asking me how I do this. And it made me realize that I learned things most didn't. I knew things most don't. And that's what started my training company. And that's when Pivot Point Advantage was incepted. And, you know, I'm proud to say that we have made hundreds of millionaires and thousands of people in six figures because we help people get out of their ways that they can have their way.
0: That's oh, truly inspiring. I mean, it's such a, an emotional roller coaster. I can only imagine <laughs> And just reading your chapter alone. I gravitate towards it, you know, from the opening speech that you have, you know, the tragic events of 9-11 and, and where you went. But how? How did you keep a positive mind frame?
1: Mm. You know, I believe that success is 90% mindset and 10% skill set. And reality is this, we control our destiny. Sometimes it may not feel like it. Sometimes it may feel that there are environmental impacts, especially right now with the pandemic going on. People are really knocked down. People are really in an environment where they're trying to figure things out. What used to work doesn't work. What they used to do, they can't do anymore. And they're really lost. And I guess the one thing I can tell you is there really isn't anything as an uncertain time. There really isn't anything that's really outside of your control. If you wait for other people to save you, if you wait for other systems and other environments to protect you from what's going on, well, that's going to leave you a victim to the circumstances. If you really step up and say, Look, whatever happens now is up to me, then you can truly make it happen. You just have to step back and look at things differently. You know, the media today is really blasting about uncertain times. And I have a belief that. Every day is uncertain until you're certain
0: what you're going to do. That's a wonderful mantra. That's, it speaks exactly to today and, and for every day, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And your chapter, Design the Success You Desire, Dream of, and Deserve. In your own words, you write through this bumpy journey through success, I learned seven important keys to achieving the life and success that you have always dreamed of, desired, and deserved. Now, without giving away everything because we want people to read the book, Mm -hmm. Can you give us the Cliff Notes version of what these keys are, how long they took you to compile, and if they're forever evolving?
1: Absolutely. I believe that we're always evolving because reality is there's always movement in life. You're either growing or you're dying. There's no such thing as stagnation and not moving. Think about the economy. If you're not making more money, prices go up. So you're really going backwards. Life's no different. So the the, the cliff notes of the seven keys is really easy. First and foremost, it's to understand that we are truly the most sophisticated computer operating system that exists in the world. Our brain is the motherboard to our life. It's the motherboard to our success. We were imprinted, computer coded, so to speak, between the ages of zero to seven. Science has proven it between the ages of zero to seven. All the significant adult figures in our life, they wrote a program on our blank slate as to how we react to money, our relationships with money, our relationships with success or lack thereof, our relationships with significant others, friends, family, recreation, self, spirituality, all the major important life areas have been coded and written in us. Then after we move on from what's known as the imprint error, we move into what's known as the modeling area of life. And that's between the ages of eight to 13. That's where we take that computer program and we practice deploying it in life, but in a safe way so that we do it at home. So that's when you see the little boy who walks like daddy. Or you see the little girl who puts on mommy's heels and mommy's makeup. They're practicing what it is they're watching and learning to learn how to implement this program. Then at 13 years old, we move into what's known as socialization. When we move into the socialization phase, this is kind of like when that teenager has that frontal lobotomy. Anyone who has a teenager knows there comes a point where they know everything. We know nothing, and they no longer need us. That's because they've moved into the socialization period, and that operates between the ages of 13 to 21. They take the computer program, they take the modeling, and they deploy it in their world, also known as junior high and high school. Around the age of 21, we move from socialization into what's known as business persona. That business persona phase is where we identify our professional personality. So it all goes back to how we're programmed. Now, fast forward 20, 30, 40, 50 years, no matter how old you are, is that program relevant in today's environment? Think about who programmed you. Most of the business owners, entrepreneurs, sales professionals today have been programmed, imprinted by people who were either one of two things, raised by people, who lived through the Great Depression, or raised by people who were raised by people who lived through the Great Depression. What was the number one lacking commodity during the Great Depression? Money, right? So, so many entrepreneurs, business owners, sales professionals struggle with what it is they don't know that they don't know, and that's their relationship with money. So one of the key factors in the seven keys is understanding your programming and allowing yourself to reprogram yourself. Because reality is we invest and spend an immense amount of time reprogramming our technology, our laptops, our smartphones, our TVs. When was the last time you reprogrammed your brain? Most people operate off DOS 2.0, and if you don't know what that is, Imagine never being able to log into something. That's what happens with our brain. Another cliff note for for the keys is building a successful relationship with failure. It's important to allow yourself to fail fast and learn fast. So many people think failure is bad. The only thing that's bad about failure is if you don't allow yourself to learn from it. If you beat yourself down, which by the way would be a deployment of a program, If you look at it as a bad thing, you're never going to learn. But if you turn around and step back and say, well, that didn't work. This teaches me what didn't work. Now I get to know what works better. That's why we fail fast and we learn fast. Another key is believing and having an understanding that what you feed grows and what you starve dies. Reality is this. You are the movement. You are the vehicle to success in your life. If you aren't feeding it, both mentally, emotionally, spiritually, then you're setting yourself up for failure, right? Our mind is the computer operating system to our success. If you aren't constantly reinvesting in yourself on an annual basis, then I can promise you your competitors are. I sat through a course very early on in life of my professional life And I remember one of the experts on stage saying, if you aren't investing 30% of your gross sales, of your gross income into you annually, I can promise you, you will never achieve what it is you want to achieve. I have practiced that advice my entire professional career and now have built two seven figure businesses and five six figure businesses and continue to do that practice annually. And it pays me back tenfold. So what you feed grows and what you starve dies. Next is understanding how your brain really works. So brain is incapable of achieving ambiguity. It can't do it. Have you ever said you'll do something later? What happens? It never gets done. Mm. If you turn around and say, I'll do something Friday at one o'clock, what happens? One o'clock comes up and now you have a choice point. Do I do it? Do I reschedule it? Do I beat myself up? You have a choice point. Our brain can only act on specificity. One of the next keys is focus. Your energy goes where your focus flows. If you're focused on what it is you don't want to happen, guess what you're going to create? Where well, you don't want to happen. Science has proven that the average person has 144,000 thoughts a day. 144,000 thoughts a day. We call this self-talk. I lovingly call it the itty-bitty shitty committee. Right? It's the voice in the head. It's the one that says, I don't have a voice in my head. That's the voice we're talking about. So, the 144,000 thoughts in a day, science is also estimated over 90% of them are focused on what it is we don't want to happen. What happens when you focus on what it is you don't want? It's what you create, right? right? Next is limiting beliefs. This is what we don't know that we don't know. So sometime in our life, we were told you can't do this, you shouldn't do that. Sometime in our life, we tried something, it didn't work. And because it didn't work, we donned a belief that we can't do that. The don't know that you don't know is a dangerous blind spot. Because you know how like when you're shopping during the holidays, and you hear grandma got ran over by a reindeer for the one millionth time, and you just, just wanted to stop, Right. So what happens is just all of a sudden you don't hear it anymore. It's not because the shopping center took pity on your soul and they stopped playing the music. It's because your brain got numb to it. Well, limiting beliefs, blind spots, what you don't know that you don't know is no different. You have things that are constantly going on in the back of your brain that are running that you don't hear anymore. And when you go to do something, And then you don't do it. You don't understand why you didn't do it. And it's because that limitation program ran and that belief became a decision. And because it became a decision, you no longer do the steps that you know you get to do to have the life you want. The last key, last key is probably one of the most significant when it comes to sales professionals and entrepreneurs and business owners. And that's like, always make sure you cross the finish line. And the reason why is because our unconscious mind runs on habit. And anything we do that we do on a continual basis becomes habitual. How many people do you know that start projects and never finish them? And they've got hundreds of brilliant ideas just piled on their desk and they never follow through with it. That teaches your unconscious mind not to follow through that behavior then starts deploying automatically. So any project that you start, make sure you finish. Now you may be sitting back going, well, I have a thousand of them on my desk. Some of them aren't relative now. You know what? By putting it in the wastebasket, by shredding it, by getting rid of it, that's still finishing it at this point. So go back, clean things up, start fresh, go through the finish line. That's basically a nutshell of the seven steps.
0: So deep, but the way that you explain it and the way that it, it reads in the book is just, it's, it's very simple. Anyone can really understand, grasp it, and run with it the way you lay it out. It's honestly a beautiful thing. Thank you. Now, you're, you are a best-selling author, and with that comes many unique opportunities. Can you share what being a best-selling author means to you? I know you're so many other things as well, but specifically uh, the opportunities that, you, that have arisen because of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I have three best-selling books, and I'm really excited about this one specifically. And for me, it allows me to impact, inspire, and transform. It helps me help people design the destiny that they've always dreamed of, desired, and deserved. And most importantly, makeshift happen in their lives and their bank accounts, and get out of their way so that they can finally get on their way and have their way. So for me, being a best-selling author, it allows me to, to lean on the credibility, which then allows me to get exposure and visibility to help people who may have never heard of me before so that they can finally get what it is they need, want, and desire. And that's what I live for. I live for helping people create the lives and happiness and the success that
0: they want. So being a mentor is something that you hold near and dear to your heart.
1: Absolutely. I've been a success strategist, a business coach, a coach, a mindset coach, a success coach, and a mentor for
0: well over 10 years. Well, you are definitely on the right track. There is no doubt about that. (laughs) And this book that we're talking about now, it's just one of the things that you use to help people. I don't love the term, but we're living in this new normal right now. How are you going about helping your clients? How are they reacting? Are they calling you all hours of the day? Are they sending you dozens of emails? How are you reacting and keeping everything in line and motivating them when it's so easy to fall off the wagon, so to speak?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. You know, it's, it's really easy. It's understanding that reality is every day is a new normal. And I get that we're in a situation right now that the media claims we've never seen and the reality is, if you look back on every decade, every decade has had an impact on business owners, entrepreneurs, and sales professionals. When you look at 2008 and 2009, that was the mortgage collapse. When you look at the 90s, that was the Middle East war, right? When you look at the 80s, it was Ayatollah, and it was the Iran conflict. 70s, it was gas. 60s, it was Vietnam. 50s, it was the Korean War. I could go on and on. Reality is, every decade that we face adversity and, quote unquote, new normal, it allows us to show up even better. And I fall back on one of my first answers to one of your first questions. As long as you understand, you truly do control your life. Nobody else does. And when you understand that what you did yesterday may not work today or tomorrow, you have the opportunity to step back and ask yourself what will work, what can work, what does work. See, this has really given my business the opportunity to be even better, offer even more help, and be of even bigger service. I used to only speak at live events. I used to only do live trainings. This has really allowed me to step back and look at my speaking career Now I speak virtually on a continual basis. I mean, I've been in four countries this past week. It's kind of (laughs) nice. You know, I've been in 11 states in the past two weeks. And it's been all virtually. I haven't had to leave my office. And as far as training goes, it's allowed me to create digital evergreen trainings. It's allowed me to create live virtual trainings. And we still have live trainings on the schedule for when we can safely congregate people again. So this hasn't been a detriment to us. This has allowed us to step up and be the most excellent, best version of ourselves. And I invite everybody to step back and instead of working in your situation, allow yourself to work on your situation so that every day you wake up, you can be the best version of yourself.
0: You truly do paint a positive picture. And that is so refreshing because there is so much of the anti-that uh, everywhere we turn. And, and it's unfortunate. And I know a lot of times, hey, it sells newspapers and it gets clicks. But yeah. what you speak of is, is something that hopefully many, many more people will portray and, and carry with them. So continue what you're doing. And as a best-selling author and entrepreneur, I understand how valuable your time is. So again, we appreciate you appearing on Beyond the Book. What is the best way for people who who want your service to seek you out? Absolutely. So a few ways. First, if they
1: want to come over to Facebook, hop in our Sell Without Selling Facebook community. It's the Sell Without Selling community. And if they want to listen, subscribe. And I would love a review on our Sell Without Selling podcast. And if you want, hop over to our website, That's pivotpointadvantage.com. I'll say that one more time because it's long. Pivotpointadvantage.com. And just click the
0: contact us button and I look forward to having a conversation with you. Last question. Biggest lesson that our listeners can learn from your book. They've never heard of you, which I find hard to believe. They've never heard of you. They've never listened to a podcast, but they need to read this book. What is the one thing that you can And we've gone through the seven steps. What is the one thing that you can let them know? Here's why you need to read this book in my chapter.
1: That's really easy. Thanks for asking that. One thing that the military taught me was the average person caps out at 45% capacity, which means just when they're getting started, they think they gave it their all and they stop. I learned what 100% meant. I learned what showing up in a state of excellence meant I learned that if I wasn't falling asleep before I laid down, I didn't play full out that day. Mm -hmm. And that's how I show up. I show up giving 100% of my best self every day. So I ask you, always remember, if you ask small, you'll stay small. If you ask big, you'll get big.
0: Makes total and complete sense. I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the show and thank you for your service. Among many other things, we wish you continued success and I really look forward to having you on the podcast sometime in the near future. Thanks so much, Mike. And that concludes this episode of Beyond the Book. I'm Mike Calandrillo reminding you that success is not just a target or a journey, it's a way of life. We'll see you at the top.